fucking. So imagine coming during death, death, fucking death. I forgot the name of the movie. Imagine coming during death, fucking note four, <laughs> and <laughs> that the first intro didn't save. So uh, uh, that's even more confusing for the many oh, listeners at home. It's all that stuff. We oh, that was amazing as well. It was really good. I forgot what I said. Well, that's the the price you pay for the sweet pleasure of sweet mic ownership. <sighs> They'll pay for themselves one day. But we'll be we we've got a theme song now. So yes. that was that was fun. I imagine. So we're gonna record this episode. Hopefully, <clears throat> you'll be able to hear it because the podcast new microphones are not doing their job so efficiently. But we're doing our job efficiently, so we're going to talk about the movie from that 1991. Was so fucking good. That was amazing. I am so angry because that was like really good off the cuff stuff that just disappeared forever. That's gone now. Well, if, if you want to chip in and buy me a better laptop, then we <laughs> yeah. can make stuff like that not happen anymore. So I was going to say my thing was not a movie you should be caught googling. No, but then you said that was is on your search we, history. We, we don't have to relive Rehash the magic. It, we'll yeah. have to we'll have to let that moment pass, unfortunately. Seslavi. Mm. So nineteen ninety one, uh this movie about a hoa called Hoa. And the description was quite apt in that it said everything that happened in the movie. Basically if you listen to the synopsis before this started, you basically you know the plot of the movie. Yeah. It's you know the but, human league show up, they do a big gang rape and that's it. <laughs> Reading that, we were like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be so awkward. This is going to be gut-wrenchingly emotional. None of those things. <laughs> it was well, fucking it hilarious. Was, it was not. <laughs> it, was, it was none of those things. It was It was shot, filmed, recorded, acted, scripted like a comedy. Every single bit of this movie was funny even, as fuck. <laughs> it's like, and even the gang rape seemed quite jaunty. The gang rape scene. <laughs> they play some jaunty music while she gets ripped into she the back of the van. Into a back of a van, and like, and it's just like the curtain. Right? You don't see anyone else. You just see the curtain right? and the van shaking. It, it just needed some fucking Benny Hill music. It's, and it's, he's just fucking there, sitting there driving, going, "Yeah, sticking in her ass, yeah!" Like jerking himself off. It's like that's fucking hilarious. Fucking hawking hor- and driving, dangerous, horrible shit happening in the back, you know. But he's having fun. That's, he's the guy we see during the whole whole scene. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? This movie made gang rape funny. It's gonna happen someday. Says I mean, Matt Holland, I assume, <laughs> in his right wing blogs that I don't read. <laughs> Oh, uh, and if only I did that a Theresa was... May impression as well <laughs> during this. It's gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm so angry about that. Um, so it it, it opens to a, a song called "I Want to Bang Her," which you think is about a drum, but it's not it's, about it's a drum. Tone quite well, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> and she's standing there like on the M62 standing in the middle of it, fucking motorway in the middle of the day where they're going really fast as well. It's yeah. like it's like, hey, you want to buy some? Sex? And they're you already want gone. So yeah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not a good position to be. What the like sex. Ah, He's not here either. And then the people who do pull over are all weirdos and yeah, sex that and fucking guy. <laughs> he just throws up like, oh, I want to fuck one. you up the ass. The first one to set the tone is just this guy. He's just. Was he playing that insane, or was he playing that like a comedian? I I don't think they that was an actor. I think that was just a guy who thought he was picking up a chick on the on the edge, like M sixty two. He basically just pulls over the road, says how much for it, yeah, girl, yeah, girl, in American, and once deciding it's too much, just cuts cuts into this crazy man routine. <laughs> you of the just just. If you're going to Google this, it's all on YouTube. Just watch up until like the first five minutes and find this guy. He's brilliant. He is 
amazing. But she's doing her business next to like these passed out tramps <laughs> and a and a crazy Jamaican guy on the other road side of the road who makes money by walking on glass for people's amusements. Like, or boy, so he claims. Foreshadowing, because he spends a lot of time around broken glass. Mm, my God. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that bit where he's like, has a bit of broken glass. But he gets out of nowhere. He just fucking carries it around with him and he's just fucking running across his hands. Like, so here's yeah. the weird thing. Right, this this thing is based on a stage play, but it's actually more of a monologue written by a London taxi driver recounting stories by from a the prostitutes that he, drew, that he drew, drove about. That's why it's all it did, the fucking horrible and annoying and poorly executed narrative device of her narrating her life story because it was monologues, just people would. So these are stories from different prostitutes that he found, mm-hmm. like yeah. that he spoke to. It wasn't all one very unfortunate prostitute. Because doesn't say that this, be. this poor woman has a bit of a bit of a time of it. It's not, it's <laughs> to say it mildly, I think like that bit where she's on the on the New Jersey Turnpike, wherever that fucking place is. You get the guy pulls up in the fucking fancy ass car, and you hear his voice. Saying, okay, this guy's gonna be some rich dude. No, it's a, some fucking white trash Trev- Trevor Phillips looking motherfucker <laughs> with his dad in the back seat going, "Yeah, I've got a huge dick." It's like, no, that's not what the last prostitute said. That was like, weird. <laughs> like, they were doing like a comedy double yeah. act of weirdness. Every single actor in this plays it for comedy, except for one who we will get to later, who I think you know who it is. I like the. I- I can see the message they were trying to do with all that horrible stuff and like the gang rape stuffs in the beginning as well. So it's just like some poor kid pulls up and is like, "Oh, look, this is one of those guys who's going to be all nervous and blow his load straight away." But then it turns out, "Oh no, he's terrible. We're all terrible." Yeah, and it does not make me like, feel uh, good the, as a man. In Las Vegas, <laughs> excellent Nick, Nick Cage Nicholas movie. Cage, no, um, when he tends to drink himself to death in Las Vegas and befriends. Uh, it's a good prostitute. place to do it if you're going to yeah. do it. And there is one bit where the prostitute's just like uh, doing a business, and she gets some frat boys. They decide like, like the dead shy or nervous one just leans back and fucking belts her, and it's just like, oh man, yeah, that's probably what that life is like. Just not, not knowing what terrible. to expect, and men are terrible. We are the worst. We really fucking are. Um, yeah, the tone doesn't match what's happening. No. Everyone, everyone overacts everything. Away from this, this fancy car, doesn't the uh, the the big sports car run, turns yeah. up and she's running away from this in the middle of the day. <laughs> and it cuts to the guy driving it, and the guy's apparently her pimp, but he's just jug-eared white boy. Like the the car shows up and she runs. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be the pimp. But then it cuts to the guy driving it, and it's just this nerdy-looking white dude, and you're like, oh no, can't be him. He looks like the guy who would just sniff her feet rather than <laughs> pimp her out. He does. I mean, you look at him now. Oh, that's a foot fetishist. That's what that he looks, looks like. He looks like an '80s stand-up, a clean '80s stand-up comedian. He just looks offensively normal and weird at the same time. He's got a fucking chin button and everything. So <laughs> he did not about... look like a like a pimp. I mean, it's not even because he was a white guy. It's because he was a jug-eared, skinny nerd. <laughs> he was just a nerd. <laughs> he didn't have a pimp hat or anything. What kind of bullshit is that? I mean, if I was going to get into a pimp, if I was going to get into pimping, which God knows one day I will do, is I would the first thing I'd shell out on is a fucking pimp hat. Yeah. It's the only excuse to wear a pimp yeah, hat. A pimp mobile. Yeah. And he's driving around in his dad's fucking what fancy, fancy car, car. <laughs> Ferrari, <laughs> Mondeo. I don't know. What pe- <laughs> I, I'm not a car guy. I don't know cars. And she runs away and hides in a an open all day strip place that's like built into this bridge. It's like built into the fabulously ordained doors. It's just like some sort of Greek mythology. But I guess if you're gonna have a, a sex club, you want to keep it low key and like kind of out the way, and that's a good as good a place for it as any, I suppose. And, and that's just... the least weird thing in the movie. <laughs> it totally is, yeah. And she starts monologuing some more, and they're asking for. She wants. To... Why does she want her martini so dry? 
got to taste the dick out of her mouth. <laughs> but I mean, she, yeah, but like, what? She's very insistent that it be dry. What does that mean? I'm sure that it probably does have a meaning to it, but God, if I know where it is, I thought like a dry martini was just like a kind of drink. But she's saying like, no, make it dry and then make it double a dry. So I guess does that? I mean, I mean, they put more vermouth in. I mean, is that what it is? I suppose. Okay, so uh, I learned nothing. Like gin, I, vodka, and vermouth is the whole ratio of that. I think that makes sense. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah. So that's what you've learned today. Yeah, right? I've learned something about how you know people mixology, mixology, mixology stuff. I just pulled out of my ass in the last minute, <laughs> which Speaking is not of pulling as good. stuff out of our ass. Jugged <laughs> uh, white boy driving a sports car, chasing around everywhere. And you know that when she's in the bar drinking the martini, it felt the like a PSA. It felt like a public service announcement. Like, so here she, I am, yeah, pulling shit out of my ass. You know, uh, it's. Just, don't get into prostitution, kids. This isn't fun. And she's doing it in this horrible fucking delivery of like this. I'm just talking like a kid from the street over here. That was so it stupid. Like, like, I'm talking to you on your level. Oh, you know, forget about it. Christopher Walken was not good in this movie at all. <laughs> that guy she fucked to death kind of looked like Christopher Walken. Oh, how good would it have been if it had been Christopher Walken? Ah, I want to uh, take you stick it up a your, bridge. Stick it up your ass. Stick it in your ass like my father did with the watch. The watch. The slant eyes got the hands on the watch. <laughs> I got a serious watch fetish from some, some movie I was in. I'm, I just want to put this watch up my ass. ass. This yeah. is where the subscribers and come from. You know what, though? We're not even being offensive mm. because this movie w- did way more offensive stuff to the profession of prostitution than we ever possibly could. This is the way that this, the tone, tonally, this movie is a comedy. Every single scene is framed for that. The guy who directed it is a, a guy's name, I can't remember. He did Tommy and he did all sorts of stuff. And like, this <laughs> entry blurb in Wikipedia is people have confused him of being too flamboyant and having a go at the church too often. It's like, so why did you get the guy who's too flamboyant? The guy who did fucking pinball wizard and then say do you want to do this movie about the dangers of prostitution lad that just seems like a bad shout it's a serious issue as well it's like it's something that if this was handled because there, there are stories in this that you think okay that's quite harsh and harrowing if this movie was presented as a drama it, it would make you pause and think maybe life on the streets isn't that good or they didn't even work too much about like the decisions to get into it because like you, you, she you marries seems, a bar dude. Yeah, she? she did. She married a bar dude, and the bar dude like, uh, like drank too much and cheated on her, and she had a black eye in one scene. I guess they just couldn't afford the fight <laughs> scene. But she left, and then when she's working as a waitress, she uh, another a new pimp, the first pimp. Because by the way, people, this is all done in flashback, which oh, yeah. jumps all over the fucking place. So I don't know what time we're in, but. Yeah, uh, a guy comes into a bar she's working at and says, "Do you want to be a prostitute?" And she goes like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> which is because she he puts good she, he puts i guess down. it's an interesting way of doing it i looked at the president on those notes he was putting down on the bar yeah. that's george washington that's a dollar that's not is it three dollars <laughs> three dollars like that was more than i entered an hour what fucking shithole rat fucking greasy spoon <laughs> oh are you working God. in darling that's not a nice place to work and if, if so if i was earning less than three dollars an hour and someone said hey i'll fuck you for this i'd be like yeah i'll fucking have it you know at that point, go hard, wild boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's how I'm gonna end up one day. 
but this is all jumping up and around and she's like saying like oh there were some nice Johns as well like this old man who had some kind of fetish yeah he, he liked getting hit yeah and I and which then, is pretty mild it's pretty vanilla let's be honest but we went from the gang rape stuff into all the nice stuff yeah like, why not save the gang rape to the last scene and the fellas? poor woman just got gang raped and kicked out into the cab and is like okay this is this seems like the dramatic set piece of the movie should yeah. be like holy shit that's you know a really scary horrible moment no one should have to go through and it's like it's thrown in the middle they toss it in the beginning it'll be fine then we go right to like eh, prostitution's not all bad you get these these old dudes who just pay you shitloads of money to hit them and they give you avocados from their garden that's which what... is fucking irresponsible because you can get a fucking mortgage for that that's why it seemed so unconnected and so all over the place. It's because it's just monologues. So that's some lady's story. And they've just paired it with some other lady's story. Yeah. Like, oh, they should have like, said at the beginning, like, okay, lads, this is all monologues. Get a different actress to do the different things. Like, yeah. star vehicle-wise, this couldn't have done her any favours. She worked with a lot of good names. She worked with... She worked in Kafka after this, which is a great movie. Really well shot thing. She worked with the Good biggest Jeremy name Irons. in this movie, though. Let's not forget Danny Trio. Danny Trio. As a tattoo artist again. He's moving up from prison. Second time doing a tattoo to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. 25 minutes in. And he's giving her a tattoo, and she really fucking reacts to it in a way that's just ridiculous. I mean, we've both got tattoos in here. We both know it, it's not the nicest feeling in the world. But when you're not squirming around again, it's going, oh, this hurts too much. To be fair, it isn't like the, the she's had dick. Bit, um... She's had dicks up her. I mean, <laughs> dicks in everywhere. You'd think, like, that's got to be worse than getting a tattoo, surely. Back to the rape fan again. I'm sorry, the internet. I'm sorry. But... God, I can't go one minute without you going back to the rape fan. Five guys in the back of a van. Logistically, a small van. logistically that's fucking horrible. I mean, logistically, one of those guys has fucked another one of those guys in the van. I mean... He's got excited and got in the wrong hole. It's like, oh, Chad, what are you doing? I can't stop now. I'm, I'm so- awakening something in myself. I- I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to live live on this moment, but five guys in the back of a van, body fluids flying all over the place. You've got to think there was a bit when one of them just shot a load over one of the other ones. Yeah. Like, dude, you just came in my eye. What the fuck? Didn't We're know not I was going to be that. friends anymore. Awesome. High five. <laughs> the the the. The smell and the fluids that would have been going on back there. I can't imagine anyone was having fun with that, yeah, which makes me want to... that, is what I'm saying. The guy in the front was fucking having a whale of a time, though. Rapists are weird. That's, that's the takeaway. I mean, yeah, what are you getting out of that? How do you get five of them in one place? And I like raping women in the back of vans, too. Oh, so do I. Let's all go corner van and we'll drive around. What do you do? Drive around Hollywood for five minutes. Jesus Christ. But uh, plot of the movie. So uh, was there a plot? I mean, it just seems like a lot of inconnect- well, the, interconnected uh, the, stories. The pimp takes her to uh, the thing to Danny Trio, but before that, he That's takes a marker her... as like his, isn't it? Like... Yes, but it's part of the pimp's their mindset to like, oh baby, I love you. Like, like this is gonna be a symbol of our love. I'm gonna take you to these nice dinners, and we're gonna have sex in a oh, the French restaurant. The, the which French the French restaurant, restaurant was, my was brilliant. Part, I love that because like the the. The waiters and the so were just like correcting this guy in the most condescending uh, way possible. Right. So the thing is, the 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 way to do this scene will be to be like the the pimp takes the lady into the French restaurant and impresses her with his worldly knowledge and all the people in the restaurant go very good, Sam. Yeah. He slips them a twenty and all that, but he's doing it, impressing them with all his worldly knowledge. But then they're going, <laughs> "Fucking all he's talking about, lad. That's not how you say that. Like, That's well, not French. Get out me gaff." <laughs> 
<laughs> he orders some champagnes, like Audi, Audi Chateau or whatever. Like, I believe Sir thinks it's who the Chateau. And, I, I, and he has, like, a like violinist. three different things, yeah. yeah? I, and he's, like, the guy's like, that's not the, wag- the Wagner measure you want. You want this different part of anti-Semitic music, my good sir. It's fucking... I don't know why they did that. I mean, if it was a, from a life story of a prostitute, yeah, if I, I was if I was sense. a broken woman, that would have made me so but wet. But it still works, like because because he like gets with him as like the bottom bitch. I'm guessing, or it's just like he spends a lot of time making sure she stays on the street because he's got to fuck all these prostitutes, I guess. But like the bottom bitch gets to stays in this house. That's pretty much how it works, as yeah. I understand from watching South Park and Dave Chappelle stand up. But. <laughs> She's, like, making this big-ass scene in this restaurant. Yeah. Do you know why they did that? Because this came out after Pretty Woman, and it was, like, it's uh, in the Wikipedia. It's a, of yeah, it's a response, to okay. Like, the, the the guy who made wrote it was just like, well, that would not happen in the real world. Like, prostitutes do this in the real world. So he's saying that if a prostitute was taken to a fancy restaurant in the real world, she'd go, e what's that? Am I eating that? I can see that, yeah. Yeah. But it seems a bit insulting to prostitutes, who I think, this, if this movie's taught me anything, they fucking take a lot of shit from a lot of people. Well, they don't she, need one more insult. She doesn't do the, the poop stuff. She said that in the movie. But she does have a bit where she's saying like she had a guy who paid to watch her poop. Which is a different thing. Yeah. Crazy, crazy There's times. a lot of interconnected, weird... Yeah. Well, I say weird stories, but like... Stuff that probably fucking Yeah, they, they probably <laughs> happen. There's a lot of weird people in the world, in there. I mean, the male sexuality is a fucking shit show when you get <laughs> when you get go beneath the surface. So uh, after the restaurants, we get to her fat baby. Again? Mm, fat baby. Big, yeah. A big fat baby. Skip she has back in time again. She's like, oh, chip this be and marry stuff off. I'm gonna go be a prosy, and she goes and be a prosy. And her baby is huge. Her baby's bigger than she is. It's like this is why you have to go in the game because your baby's too big. He's eating too much. Put that fucking fat tub of shit on a diet. Kick him down some stairs and get him to climb him again. So she uh, she dumps the, the baby on her mom and she goes to wherever she is to, to find fame in the world of prostitution or just to make money as a prostitute. Uh, and then like in a flashback monologue, she's just like, oh, it was all great until my mom died. And then you don't see what happens with the kid. They bring the kid back in later yeah, on. Yeah, at the end of the thing. movie, it's, it's like, end. oh yeah, I just he's with some foster family now. Which I guess they were trying to do a whole. Oh, I wonder what happened to the kid. Like foreshadowing. But there was so much other stuff going watching. on. Yeah, because because that's this is around the point where uh, what was her name? Like the other the straight lady. Well, I say the straight lady. It's like the straight man of the piece was uh, played by a woman who's possibly gay who took her in off the street. Gave her a copy of Animal Farm. Oh, yeah, gave gave her a couple of arms and made her watch Which... her bath. In like, my world, that's me pretty much a wedding and read ring. Animal Farm. <laughs> you get paid to do much less. <laughs> I can imagine. I can see why she jumped at that. The shit she's done yeah, up to this makes, point makes sense. <laughs> but like, you know, she's living a nice life uh, with Palomaran with a possibly gay mate. Not that it matters. And then the dun, pimp dun, shows dun. up. The pimp has a lay motif. Like a fucking music that plays all the time, and it's meant to be scary. Oh my god! And he's just throws the scene in the shit. Imagine like away. scary music played, and all of a sudden, a skinnier, less <laughs> offensive Quentin Tarantino showed up. And he's like, "Hey, baby, let me snuck your feet." And he pulls out the he pulls a out a fucking knife, and he's like, "A 
the tiniest little bitch like, knife I've ever it's seen. It's like, holy shit! Like, a carving knife. I'm going to whittle something if you don't come with me, woman. I mean, there's two two grown adult women in that in that place, and one scrawny little twatty nerd. And they could have taken him down easily. I mean, very, very easily. He has one tiny knife. One of them may have gotten a scratch, possibly. He was the worst pimp I've ever seen. Oh, my God. He was the living embodiment of that pimp from King of the Hill, when it was just like a white dude voiced by Snoop Dogg. White James. Is that, Is that him? Uh, I'm getting no, confused no. with the, the pimp from American Dad. Why James is American Dad? He's basically a nerd. He's a nerdy, he's a nerdy jug-eared pimp with a face butt. And he just... Uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and no, nobody in their right mind would be remotely frightened by this guy at all. Even if he did pull a knife out, you'd think you'd the last thing you think he'd do would be to stab you with it. A, a pimp's main weapons are fear and attraction, and I don't see how either of those <laughs> work. Any of them, yeah. Very bad casting. Danny Trio was the best casted person in this and the he best the actor in this. He was the only actor in this, I think. He's the only one who like read his lines with any subtlety. You know, like, He wasn't doing any weird manic delivery. He was just yeah. like, oh, a tattoo means something. It binds your life. And from the tattooer's perspective, he doesn't know it's a prostitute yeah. or a He's just like, oh, look at this happy couple I'm doing this work for. That guy kind of looks familiar. <laughs> I've probably seen him in here before. Because he says... With other ladies who have had the same tattoo... But that's none of my business. He's getting paid either way, which is, as I, I have very little experience with the tattooing industry, but I imagine that's, you know, they don't really mind so much as long as they're not, as long as they're doing a good job, they don't give a shit. Um, so there's more like, she just speaks about her terrible experiences. Yeah. She does a whole thing about, um, all these Johns with their, with their weird dicks and their <laughs> stupid opinions and they, they just want to kiss you and make you feel like... And this is why I wouldn't go with the prostitutes because you know, you fucking know, they get <laughs> together and they fucking have a laugh about... Because I've worked in different places and with customer service and what we do when the doors are closed and everyone's sitting down afterwards, we fucking take the piss out of the customers. <laughs> so you know what? That's exactly what they're fucking doing. 100%. I'm like, look, this weird guy with a weird fucking or dick. Or just, you know, shooting heroin, you know. While they're shooting heroin, <laughs> like, like, yeah, sure, this this poison is slowly killing us, but that fucking guy's weird dick, am I right? And as far as last words go, that's this is, this <laughs> this is a good, good one to have. Uh, it's hard to like talk about the actual movie plot as as opposed to just talk about snippets from it. Cause yeah, because that that's all it was. That's all it was, though. Snippets. It was just snippets of its of its own movie. The um, Huggy Bear who. The Rastafarian, the Rastafarian yeah, who's most famous for playing a, prost- a prostitute, uh, for playing a pimp in Starsky and Hutch, is playing not a pimp. Was that actually the guy yeah, who played yeah. Hutch? Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. He He's a big-time exploitation and that guy who played Huggy, uh, actor. But, uh, like, what the fuck was the point of him in that movie? He was just, like, some kind of weird, like, Jedi spirit guide to her. Yeah. They... they 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 hang out in a in a subway, and then they hang out in a movie theater. Yeah, why are they in the movie? Why are they in a movie theater? Who's got a, who's got I movies playing at like three? They're in, in the this movie theater, and she's talking to him, and he's doing his, and he's doing his shtick, which is just like, oh, weird Jamaican mysticism, and she's doing the uh, life story monologue, and it's interspersed with cuts from. The pimps monologue. Oh my god, the the cuts that are just if you just watch it was so if you watch insane. one movie Who to sum this? this movie up, it just got, watch that scene of the, the, her sitting in a movie theater explaining like 
this is what pimps do and it cuts to him and the music changes and oh, it's so fucking horrible. jarring it's it's just it like feel sick it's just like i just i cerebrally that just made me feel sick they just made me knocked off balance by those weird different noises it's like he's got scary like background is is Le motif playing in the background is <laughs> scary music and he's like, yeah, well, I, I'm just a factory owner, basically. And it cuts back to them with this Made nice, good nice music playing. It's like, well, if he was a factory owner, he'd be a bad one. And then he goes, <laughs> well, you know, all factory owners are kind of bad, aren't they? Capitalism's the main main issue. And it's like they're having a oh. um, a talking heads like debate on Fox News, <laughs> but like they're in different talking about different subjects in different area codes on different fucking planets on on the, the stage where this would have been done it would have been like one on stage left one on stage right and the lights just going on and off on them and you just be like tennis <laughs> ball in your head between them going like, good point mates oh, good point girl oh he's got a point there but yeah uh, of all the monologuing and all the postulating about prostitution and pimping nothing was achieved no 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 argument was won no no point was made because at the end of the movie, when she's having uh, sex with Christopher Walken in the back of a very nice car, it's not. Can we go? The car is very nice. Yes, <laughs> and his hat was was just darling. He he did look <laughs> splendid, and yeah. she fucks him to death, or he dies while fucking her. Yeah, and the the sex scene there is just hilarious. I mean, there's no. I'm not sure what they were trying to achieve with that at all. It was. All they got out of it was the comedy factor of just her like not being into it and him being like yeah, so like, fucked. Again, that it's he after dies. all these scenes when she's talking about all this horrible stuff. Like that's after she's saying like, "Oh, I can't see my kid anymore because you know what am I gonna fucking tell him? I suck dick for eleven. This is the thing and as well. I want to talk about about the kid just to just to immediately go back to go um uh, the scene earlier on where she's talking about, "Oh, my kid was uh he's fost he fost she fostered him off to mm-hmm. a foster family and he's like." We, I can see him whenever I want. I've just got to call him first. And then you sort of think, like, the pimp is talking about how people call him to talk to see one of his women. It's like, the foster parents are basically pimping the, your kid out to you, really, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know if that was an intentional pimping. thing. Yeah. I don't know if that was, like, an intentional thing they tried to do, but I picked up and I was like, okay, that's... that's well, that's the kind of thing, like, it's just the kind of thing she's telling herself to get by at this point. Because why, why would you let your, your, your kid now just, like, see this prostitute lady? I mean, you can see prostitutes on air a mile away when she's coming, aren't you? <laughs> she wears, like, a red leopard print leather jacket oh, like, most of the way through this. Which I thought was quite cool. I, I thought it was quite cool. Well, the jacket. Well, you fashion. could pull that look off, man. Uh, yeah. The rest of us could not. But she's uh, fucking this guy, and he dies. But people tend to see prostitutes on me a mile off anyway. <laughs> so, And uh, she's trying to wake him up, which she does by doing the kiss of life. Now, she has said before, like, two scenes before this, you know, I never kissed the John. And this is when, like, evil butt-chin guy comes up and goes, What are you doing kissing him, ah? Do you know who he reminds me of? Cyrus from Trail Park Boys. He definitely has a... <laughs> like, <laughs> that car just pulled up in the Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Yeah, that works to do. <laughs> he just shows up and, like, if I tell my brain to pull this trigger... Oh, fuck on a second. I tell my brain and this guy... It's a it's a funny line, it's a good but uh, it it just cuts like he suddenly parked up perfectly and he's just bursting out of his car like hey, you can't kiss like 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 putting her lips on another person's lips immediately summons him mm-hmm. and that was like one of her wishes on this, <laughs> this horrible cast genie like weirdly trippy just to us because before this we watched the Dave Chappelle stand up when he's talking about the book of Iceberg Slim famous pimp and he's saying that when a, a prostitute reaches the end of her own what did he call her mileage the mileage yeah. Uh, which she was kind of spiraling pretty heavy towards the end there. Like a pimp's got to do whatever he can to get the most out of her for the last bit. 
the idea being like you don't just let her go you 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 force as many dicks in there as you can until she actually does break and iceberg slim perfected this off by staging a dead body scenario where he'd he say okay late bitch he would say this is your, your last uh, this is your, your last, last job uh slip this guy a mickey and then fuck him but the mickey uh, would oh no he's overdosed on the mickey he's dead and he'd go like bitch uh, i'll take care of this but you're gonna have to suck a lot of dick to make up for it and then surprise surprise the guys are not actually dead and she's just gonna suck a lot more dick for no reason now this is kind of what i thought was going to happen now because he shows uh, up yeah. out of nowhere he dies he goes so straight suddenly for, yeah. goes straight for the wallets and and then it's like oh she's going to be quite emotionally scarred by this so the only result is she's going to have to quit pimping or he's going to get as much pimping out of her as possible but that wasn't what happened yeah. he just got stabbed by a jamaican man well i, I just love the the scene where he, he just i say i love this and it's going to go down as if i i enjoy it at a sexual level but i enjoyed the fact that he dragged her out of the car and started choking her because you could see his big fucking creepy forehead <laughs> vein the whole time big old vein on him and I couldn't take my eyes off that. I was like, that is just hilarious. Just the, the whole, like, uh, fucking Glasgow necktie thing, but he only does, like, on the side of the throat. He doesn't get all the way around. Oh, that Jamaican dude rips all the strawberry jam out of his throat. Because <laughs> yeah. it does look, it's just like a big gloop. Good. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. just a terrible special effect. But, like, he dies, and then they, and then Huggy Bear says some kind of witticism, and then it, and then the lady just starts laughing at it. So. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a day in the life. It's... That's essentially how it ends, though. I guess she just, like, gets up. She says to Huggy Bear, all right, see you later, thanks for the movie, and she walks off into the distance. Yeah. There's there's nothing in there about, like, things are going to get better, I've changed for the better, I'm going to sort myself out. And now she's got no pimp. I mean, obviously, that guy wasn't a good deterrent No, now she's got no pimp. <laughs> like, I mean, I can imagine she would be a better pimp to herself than he ever could. But, you know, like... Who's she gonna beat up and pull off her? You know, like the, the guy did it in one flashback. The guy did do that to his credits. Yeah, he did pull someone off her. Yeah, when he, was... he he jumped on the dude from behind and pulled him out of a van. And that that could have been some fucking iceberg slim slim shit where he's just saying like, oh, this is just a just to set it up. get his mate and mm, yeah. pulled it out. Because I can't imagine he would ever be a physical threat to anybody. <laughs> uh, he could be midway. Someone could be midway through fucking her and he just oh, get off my prostitute. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> I will. And I'm guess almost what? Done. I'll fuck you afterwards. Yes, sure. And the line he gives while he's choking is, "I'm gonna put your kid out on the street, oh, and he'll make more money than you ever a, could." That was a bit mean, wasn't and it? I was like, "How? Who are you? Who exactly are you pimping to?" Well, Matt, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but there are some people out there who enjoy sex with young boys. No, I refuse to believe it. Refuse. Refuse. Oh, it's been that word. I'll let you. Rejecting uh, it out of my brain. I, so, I can't take that. It's too sad. So the the movie uh, ends, and I guess that's good because it's over. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad movie. But the, it's it's real people stories, and like the real people were like still doing it when they were talking to that taxi driver. So yeah. there was no end to it. I, I'm sure some of them must have gotten out. But like all the way through the movie, she's saying like, you know, you can't do this forever. I've seen young people come in; their faces get old. Does my face look old? And then there's the last bit where the uh, the guy on the motorbike, well, the guy on the moped or the motorcycle, mechanic. What would you call that thing? Uh, that, that like um, it was like a a mechanical a, bike, a bike type thing with an engine in it, not a motorbike, like a pedal bike. But like uh, he's been hanging around here the whole movie trying to get his end away without a rubber on. He does and, some really racist Indian accent as well. Yeah, he does the Apu voice. He he uh, rides off into the sunset with a big fat prostitute that he finds, and and then they 
Ah, oh, oh, partially with the Heart of Gold, sees that angles. If I ever fuck that bad out here, I'll just kill myself. So now we've got nothing else to go on but the thing she said in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably she's how gonna it kill herself. <laughs> which, you know... I think this is a serious issue. It's a very serious, like... I can imagine a serious movie based on this would be, like, quite... Even yeah, with the same stories. It's just, this is not this movie. This movie is a comedy. They're out there. There's even other movies called Hall out there that are about the same thing yeah. to handle in a series. But this movie is a comedy. Like, yeah. I, I'll, I will literally it's watch not. this movie with anybody. <laughs> and if anyone can watch this movie and say it is not a comedy, then I'll be like, what the fuck? I'll rip their skin off and be like, get out of here, Glaxor <laughs> alien, you alien lizard man. It's all about tone in it, and the tone. The tone is fucking was wrong. Off. That, that's that's how they fuck that dog. There is a there is a way to make pig. a there is a way to make a movie about prostitution in a serious way. This is not that movie at all. And this uh, is not it. Nope. So uh, machetes. Maybe one as a token one because Danny Trio makes an appearance, but I wouldn't say it's a Danny Trio movie. But it is something I would say to people like you should watch. You should watch. You, you could worth, watch that. It's worth a watch. Just it was interesting. If you go into it expecting a serious portrayal of prostitution, you're going to be disappointed. You'll get a few laughs, yeah. and that's not what you want out of a movie about this. You know, you, this is not a funny subject I don't know at all. Who I would recommend this to, but it's not thing I'd be afraid to recommend. Whoever he is, he's been watching our our shit, so he's he's into this. Do you know what I think it is? I mean, this may harken back to the stuff that got deleted, but you know who I think the numbers are coming from? There's a, a bit where you said um, there's a dead Daisy Ridley in a movie. That could be what people are Googling. That could be how people are getting to us. And I yeah. recommend this movie to that guy. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Have that masturbation session on You fucking weirdo. But that's a Danny Trio movie, though. Good performance. Very short performance. He always does it. I can imagine... A lot of these people were just like white dudes who were just like, yeah, if this fails, I'll go back to my father's ranch and <laughs> round some cattle up or yeah, whatever. a lot of failed careers in that movie. And Danny Trio was the only one who put the effort in because if this fucks up, I'm going back to prison <laughs> or I'm going back to working minimum wage somewhere. This has to go well. I need to do a good job here. And that comes across in his poems. Everyone else is just like, yeah, it's just some shitty movie I'm just doing for the for the lols. Even the main so character, were to be had. Uh, Teresa Russell, who you said like, I'm remembering the beginning now because you you're talking about how she was in Kafka, Kafka, yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff, and she didn't give a shit. She couldn't give less of a fuck about this movie when she was making it. Yep, uh, not a good performance from the last there, but she had a long career and must have found her feet. And I was I was watching it thinking there's no way she acted again after this, but no, she was just acting while she was doing it. So let's see what is next on the docket for us here. And I can't see the laptop anymore, so this is a surprise to me now. Double Crossed. Oh, 1991 TV movie. Okay. Go either way there. Based on a true story, this made-for-cable film tells about Barry Seal, a pilot who, who was a drug smuggler for the infamous Medley Cartel out of Columbia. Guess who Danny Trio is going to be playing on this? <laughs> he was caught by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration... And decided to turn over and help the DEA break the cartel. However, oh, he got caught in the middle of a, Re- a Reagan-Bush administration efforts to topple the Nicaraguan government in the 80s, in which Nicaraguan rebels called Contras were allowed to smuggle cocaine into the US in exchange for the fighting against the leftist Nicaraguan government. 
There's some men out there. Eventually, Seal was murdered by his former... Oh, Christ. Uh, his former meddling employers, and some critics say it was the tactic, if not the implicit convenience of the U.S. administration. So not a lot of laughs there either. <laughs> but then maybe they'll do this as a comedy. Maybe Barry Seal will just be like a, in a clown suit the whole way, looking at the camera. Well, going, we're gonna. I wasn't always a pilot for the Nicaraguan I, government. I have I've often wondered about this whole Nicaraguan thing. So uh, you know. it's the Oliver North thing in it, where he uh, he testified yeah, and yeah. said, oh, "I didn't do nothing." Dennis Hopper as well. Some prestige in there. TV movie. Could be good. Could at least give us something to talk about. Danny Trio's got a name in it, and he's in the top one, two, three, four, five, six credits. Yeah, not bad. And I feel like doing this was sort of vicariously like Danny Trio's agent during like the nineties. <laughs> like, yes, he's got a good role in this one. Finally. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I look forward to seeing it next time. Yeah. The Danny Trio fan podcast. But until then, thank you, Danny Trio. Thank you, Danny Trio. Don't uh. fuck any prostitutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>